Um, do you have a, like a ramp up? Yeah, I mean, it's really just me saying uh, the episode okay. number. So, okay, let me just go. Um, okay, this is episode 50 of Nick versus the podcast. It is the 50th one, <laughs> if you're counting in normal numbers. <laughs> um, not as, as my... My guess. Oh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that thing where I don't let you talk till I introduce you, which I guess is called being for being professional. Uh, but my guest will uh, made a joke that this marks 50 years in podcasting uh, for me, and I really kind of want. I want that to be true. I don't want to be. I don't know. The idea of me doing this 50 years from now is kind of. <laughs> let's not think about that. But yeah, this is number 50, and this is one of the most important guests that will ever grace my living room target built table uh james west hey <laughs> and now he talks <laughs> yeah i yeah. uh when i yeah i figured i should probably probably keep it down thank you by the way yeah. that was very touching the reason and, um, yeah the reason it's so important is because uh the only reason i'm into comedy or podcasting or anything is because of you because before i met you i just knew i liked movies and we were in the film committee together and then i specifically started to gravitate toward funny stuff and during South By, it's funny, South By is kind of going on now. It just ended. And South By, I want to say, how many years ago was it that oh, we went to that, that comedy death like, ray? I want to say it was like 2009 or 2010. Man. Was it, I, maybe 2010, I think. Probably 2010. Yeah. Because like it was, four it was, years ago. It was still comedy death ray. Yeah. Just, just that alone kind of shows you how much time. We went but, to go see comedy death ray. I dragged you and Kim Bentley yeah. to yeah. go see it live. And, uh, that changed a lot of things for me. It was, it was a pretty mind blowing show. Like, yeah, because Scott Ackerman, Todd Berry, Chelsea Peretti, Howard Kramer, Tig Notaro. I mean, yeah, it was like a crazy, like a crazy podcast and then a crazy lineup of like, you know. And at that time, I mean, I guess those people maybe weren't as, as big as they are now in certain ways. But they were still very much, they had found their comedic voices and they're still the yeah. same comics. And that show, that one show kind of shaped my interest in listening to podcasts and seeking out comedy and then trying comedy also, which since then we've both kind of done Attempt, just like yeah. one once or you, you've done two. Wow. But yeah, so you kind of changed that whole direction oh. that led to me even having a, a, a podcast. And now you, here you are, 50, yeah. 50 podcasts later. 50 years. 50 years. Yeah. 50 years in podcasting excellence. So. Yeah. It's also good to see you. We were just driving back over here to do this, and I was thinking, I see friends like you when you're in town now visiting because you don't live here. Yeah. And when you're in town visiting, because you know, I just went to L.A. to see Cam and some people, you're, you have a million things that you're doing. So you have to just get very official about penciling stuff in. Yeah. And you yeah. almost don't want to. You want to say, let's just hang out. But then it might not happen, you know, if you don't, yeah. if you don't make a decision to do it or to even visit a place. So. It's, it's almost a little, like, additional stress during yeah. the vacation. Like, I'm here to have fun, but also I need to worry about seeing this person and yeah. this person. And uh, I can't make it to this, so mm. now I have to disappoint somebody. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, um, I remember that show very well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it's kind of, I think that's a good way to, to, to put it. I hadn't thought about, like, they had, they all kind of had their comedic voice figured out and they just hadn't been kind of, they hadn't been, I don't know, discovered does sounds like too Hollywood, but. Yeah, yeah, now Comedy Bang Bang is kind of an established thing that more yeah. people know. Chelsea Peretti's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right. Tig Notaro had that incredible breakthrough performance yeah. live and just everything she dealt with since then just that alone it's and then todd berry continues just, todd berry has just been todd berry yeah. this whole time but i don't know it was i remember going to that show and i didn't even know what it meant to go to a comedy show because you come to austin and they tell you there's cap city comedy club and there's coal town and there's this stuff but it's not immediately accessible or it wasn't for me you yeah. need somebody who you trust and you like hanging out with to say hey come to this thing just you know you kind of get permission so i feel like you gave me permission oh, wow. to be into it because if i just showed up by myself i didn't even know what i liked comedically yeah then and well, luckily we have kind of similar comedic tastes so from then it just it was all this other stuff that we discovered you know from then and i think that's sort of the value of of this the age of podcasting mm -hmm. um is that it gives you access to like it gives you easy access to a whole host of people and kind of you get your foot in the door with like 
Like I started listening to uh, Doug Loves Movies like in high school when it was originally on. Um, it was on like a website that does not exist anymore, and they had this this premise called the Laugh Bank <laughs> that was like you go on after episode after you listen to an episode and do like some trivia, and they give you laugh points or whatever, mm. and then you can use them for nothing like i don't think <laughs> i don't think they ever got past that point because the yeah. the, the, the uh it got shut down but mm-hmm. um but yeah i i remember listening to those i don't even remember how i got into that but um yeah and then it was like that's how i got introduced to you know paul f Tompkins really for the first time yeah. and like just you know brian Posey, like a bunch of people that you know i kind of maybe heard of or haven't even heard of and now you know that's that's the beauty of podcasting is, and that's good for them too, because it's good business. Yeah. Uh, it allows them to kind of get their names out there. Yeah. And comedy, that's kind of my sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the way people know trivia and they know when things are coming up or like new people on the circuit or that stuff. Podcasting is very much tied to that. That's kind of my ESPN to get updates on my, you know, I, I just keep track of that stuff. So everybody has their version of that so and that now we're announcing fantasy podcasting yeah <laughs> uh, yeah fantasy podcasting i don't know how that would work yeah i just immediately i was going to riff like what it would sound like yeah. and i don't know what it would be like yeah there's there's because there's not it's not a competition no they might tell you yeah and there's nothing to gain and yeah like, said, nothing to be gained yeah so it, yeah it's just kind of depressing why are we do? Why are we doing? Why do we do anything? Yeah. Why do anything, man? The world is. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We've kind of we've kind of addressed Cos- Cosmo. Let's just yeah. plug Cosmos. 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 Neil deGrasse Cosmos, Tyson. Cosmos. Cosmo Kramer. Uh, um, yeah. Cosmo Kramer. Also a good one. Um, Cos- Cosmo. I'm pretty sure there's a dog. Cosmos Cosmo. Jones. Cosmos. <laughs> Big shout out to Bill Murray. Rest in peace. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're good at this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good at podcasting. Yeah, well, this is, I mean, I'm going to get not emotional when you go, but we're not in the same place most of the time. Yeah. And I'm getting spoiled this weekend because we've just kind of been hanging out. It, it was really great. We we actually, for like two hours last night, sat in a taco, a taco cab- cabana. A taco cabana. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, just talked about jokes and life and fun. And Yeah, it's just that ease of... Because you were talking about how, as an adult, it's hard to bring new people into your life and yeah. find that level of just you can sit down, you don't have to do anything think, in particular. I think you tweeted the quote was just like, we're, I'm too old and uh, introverted to go out and do anything. Like, yeah, I've just been tweeting people. things you've been saying, <laughs> by the way, this weekend. I got those I got those emails <laughs> while we were sitting in the restaurant. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's... Living in Washington is, is, uh, I live in Washington for the audience. I don't know mm-hmm. who listens to this. You'd um, be surprised by how I'm actually, people, <laughs> there are a few people. Sorry. No, that's, that's, I didn't mean for that to sound. No, uh, no, it's a, uh, it's fine. Can we cut all this out? Yeah. I was, I'm going to do the classic podcast guest thing and ask you to cut parts of the episode. Out. Okay. Okay. We'll edit it later. Have you ever noticed when they say yeah, that they never have because you hear that yeah, and you don't you wouldn't, hear them cut yeah. it out. But then that makes you wonder like, what are we, I mean, I guess if they did edit it, we wouldn't know. Sometimes like you made it weird. They will bleep people's names. I'm like, man, they oh, really yeah. needed that to knock it out. Because yeah. like, they went back and they did it. Because <laughs> on Nerdist, they always say that. And it's like, well, we're hearing this, so you didn't do it. But um, um, there was, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been a couple of like, I think he used to do this more often. Scott Ackerman would edit comedy Bang Bang episodes. Mm-hmm. And you could like clearly tell that there were like jumps yeah. And like the topic of conversation would switch automatically or someone would like set up again, like, you know, all right, well, here we are with, you know, so-and-so and like, you don't have to. Yeah. Anyway, it I was, guess it's whatever he felt was strongest. It didn't matter if it really strung together or just these are the strongest bits. I mean, it's, bits. it's like, who yeah. knows? Uh-huh. Um, I think he actually did a couple of, uh, Scott Ackerman did a couple of blogs called how the bread is made, which is now a phrase I use like in my professional life. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, where he was like kind of explaining, there were a couple of episodes that they did weird stuff with, or like recently on a recent comedy bang. Actually, the one they filmed, they recorded here at South by uh, mm. James Adomian came back as the sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> um, and for comedy bang bang fans, remember the first one he did with Adam Scott that was super weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it was a lot better this time around, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, I lost. My Sorry, friendship, yeah. friendship. You're in town. Lightning. Um, yeah, this is cool. It's cool that we've all kind of grown up into these 
people. <laughs> I don't know, because, you know, just going to brunch a second ago, we each have our own things going on. Adulthood. Yeah, it's it's good, but it's terrifying, because uh, I, I think I said this to you yesterday, there's no reason to, to really make time for other people, because you have so much stuff you have to worry about yeah, on your own. Yeah, there's a lot. It's so much easier to just, like, I'm going to go home and sit on the couch and, like, yeah. look at Twitter for the rest of my life. But it's something that I need. I need that interaction and that validation of, yeah. I know how to communicate with people and empathize with them and it takes effort it's almost yeah. like getting exercise sometimes but you, you feel better <laughs> when you do exercise it. yeah, yeah. It's... um but i love all the friends i have it's not that it's them it's yeah. just that it's it, it if i make a to-do list a mental to-do list for the stuff i have to do on a, any given week not even an eventful one it's you just want to take a nap <laughs> and then just take care of that stuff and Maybe yeah. watch like an hour of television. I was actually gonna say, can we like take a nap in the middle of the yeah, podcast? Yeah. Nap cast. Don't cut it out either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be like one of those sleep study things. We yeah. can go back later and see if we say weird things in our sleep. <laughs> I apparently do, and like I'm uh, sure I do. Winona has said many times how like weird stuff I will say, and, and while we're sleeping or while I'm sleeping and she's awake, um, and yeah, like she'll try and get me to expand on whatever it is. Like, oh god, I can't believe it. I can't believe what's happening. And she'd be like, what is it, James? What's what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, can't you see it, Winona? Dar- isn't it obvious? <laughs> like, I get really frustrated at her Gosh, when she tries it. to, yeah. when she tries to get me to talk about, like, it's so clear when I'm half asleep. Yeah. What is going on? I was at uh, a wedding last weekend in the Woodlands, and I had to share a hotel room with four other people. Oh, boy. And I was terrified to sleep in the same room as them because I thought I was going to do weird stuff in my sleep. (laughs) So I still don't know if this happened or not, but I'm imagining at some point in the night I did something super weird, and they all had a meeting. They are like, we're not going to acknowledge this. (laughs) That Nick just screamed out the name of his favorite sandwich in his sleep or whatever I did. And let's pause for a moment this story. story. What is the name of your favorite sandwich? Oh, no, I haven't eaten... I don't usually bread, so I don't have a... Okay, let's see. Favorite sandwich? I mean, well, we can expand the terms of the the conditions. I mean... You can call it a wrap or salad. I'd even uh, be willing to allow. (laughs) Hip-hop. What's your favorite? (laughs) 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 What's your favorite hip-hop? I, no, actually, I gotta say grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Yeah, that's what I just because I broke my no sandwich, no bread rule to have grilled cheese at lunch. Nice. And nice. I broke it to have several cheeseburgers this weekend. Yeah. And I've been I've been eating like I'm sure you have been too, just because you're on a trip. Too. Oh yeah. That, just that does like it. a garb like a garbage human being. Yeah, I gave myself permission. I think as a South by you see people eating these things that are just horrifying, and then yeah. you're like that looks really good. I, no, I think there I were a know. few hot dogs I ate on the street that I didn't even consciously buy. I was just, just off them. the street. Yeah, <laughs> just they street were sitting dogs. in the in the bot, you know, in the gutter. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did I did some physical play there. You can't see. It <laughs> but I yeah, when I was younger, I used to sleepwalk and say stuff in my sleep, and in my mind, I still do it. But I live by myself, so nobody's there to comment <laughs> on it. And suddenly, I'm in this room with four other people, and I almost, if I weren't so tired from the wedding and I had passed out, I would be, I would have just stayed up all night getting anxiety about what am I going to do once I fall asleep. And this is not even taking into consideration. This is true for everybody. Bodily functions, moaning sounds, yeah. possibly legitimately talking to ghosts, <laughs> you know, Le- I don't know. Straight ghost talk. Yeah. That's and two of the people in the room were, they were a couple and I was supposed to share a bed with a guy, but he didn't feel comfortable with that. So he slept on the on the floor so okay. like i would have nobody to like blame it on you know what i mean like it's like you were clearly in that bed yeah, alone there's no one yeah I, it would be great if i did impressive like physical feats in my sleep though <laughs> like i could suddenly do cartwheels we'll lift and stuff. a bed yeah with someone in it yeah and i know there's a, there's an iphone app there's this you can put it on your bed and it'll tell you the weird stuff you do when you sleep and i'm afraid <laughs> to do that because it's gonna tell you don't want to find stuff. out yeah I used to sleepwalk when I was in when I was in high school. Mm. I don't think I sleepwalk as much anymore. I still like wake up and say weird stuff, but yeah, I yeah, just like <laughs> the the oh the the best story. I was trying to think of a, a good story there. The best story was um, one night I woke up uh, with like the taste of blood in my mouth. <laughs> oh, and apparently what had happened was in the night I woke up and or I started sleepwalking and I walked into I have like a I had like a chair in my room and I walked into the chair and tripped and bit my lip as I was falling. So I'm like kneeling over this chair, like blood coming out of my mouth oh. in a terrifying fashion. Yeah. Yeah. It was, Oh my God. Uh, so I think I 
can't uh, yeah i can't remember if i've sleep slept walked sleepwalked <laughs> since then yeah but um i did watch sleepwalk with me mm-hmm. so i feel like i have a better handle on i don't know where this joke was going yeah my birbiglia still you know sleeps in that sleeping bag and kind of restrains himself every night and his wife yeah. just kind of puts I up with it make, well not, I, I guess she it's good that he has somebody else there to kind of yeah. be like I don't know if I knew if I were with a significant other and I knew that that was just a guaranteed thing that was going to happen, it would sort of freak me out because I, I don't know. You wonder if they're going to hit you or yeah. just, I don't know. Jenny Slate was talking about um, how she sleep eats. So her husband will sort of have to hide food from her, but in her sleep, sleepy stage, she'll still be able to go discover it <laughs> and she will wake up just eating cake and stuff. It's like a real thing that happens to her. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's it's obviously that's a kind of scare. It's kind of a scary thing. You're just eating all this terrible food when you're asleep, and you might start putting on weight, or you might just be really unhealthy, and you just can't control it. I don't know. This, but yeah. I always wonder about things like um, this is just becoming sleepcast. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering about like hypnosis and different kinds of treatments that people do to kind of do either either induce or unduce 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 i like that induce or unduce <laughs> <laughs> it's like that um that is where i stopped talking unduce uh anyway it's good my, to have you <laughs> yeah my actually my you bring that up my stepmother uh-huh. smoked for a long time and oh. she said she went and did she couldn't quit and she uh-huh. went and did hypnosis and it, it got her to quit so yeah a lot of people say that i but she's also kind of crazy is she in the five percent i think they said like five percent of people are susceptible to that okay and other people i mean it works your brain kind of tells you that i feel like my brain would know that somebody's trying to do that to my brain and i wouldn't be able they wouldn't get it to work um anyway so yeah life life is very good but very isolating that was like the original thing i was talking about oh yeah and so for all of us it's so easy you know when we just went to brunch or all the things we've done this weekend hanging out with people we're all just like you're constantly moving because you're fitting into these windows where you can neatly where you can neatly fit into somebody else's life and right the only people that i guess if you're married to somebody or you're like living with a friend or a significant other or whatever that's really for me it's the people at work that's who i see the most i see them for the most hours of the week consistently that's true that's actually a pretty decent point i mean yeah. when you get right down to it i probably spend more time with my office mate <laughs> right than i do with my girlfriend in any given week yeah just because i get home at five or six o'clock and go to bed at you know mm-hmm. 10 or 11 and as opposed to you know eight hours that i'm definitely going to spend or you know probably spend in the office yeah so. i'm there from eight to five and i usually work through lunch and nine hours of you know and, and it's funny the guy I'm, who's my supervisor at work i'm becoming friends with him mm-hmm. and i think we'll deliberately kind of fight that because it's just a weird dynamic because he's my manager yeah it's not even like you have an office mate that's on the same level yeah um but no yeah. I, I have a similar problem well yeah. not problem but like the project managers i work with who are mm. kind of the guys above me yeah. they're they're pretty cool and like I've been yeah. like you know one of my project managers kind of invited us over to Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. and you know we hung out with them before kind of outside of work, and um, it's cool it's fun but yeah at the same time like over the Christmas break I apparently screwed up a report, and uh, he sent like an angry email to me, uh, while I was out of town that was like hey you screwed this up and I, you know I know you're learning but this isn't a mistake other people make and something. yeah yeah I was like oh I should quit my job. <laughs> Yeah. And that was, that's actually part of the reason I went back and did stand up this most recent time was just, I felt super insecure about whether or not I should be doing engineering. And I was like, well, you know where I, you know, where I'll definitely find some stability wealth. and, and, you know, <laughs> wealth and like support is, uh, comedy, stand up comedy. Cause that's where that happens. Yeah. Um, As yeah, is... I feel like I needed a backup plan. <laughs> Yeah, as it's common knowledge. Yeah, you go to stand yeah. up. It's a get rich. Everyone's yeah. It's, it's a, the easiest job in the world. Yeah, that's. You're really funny. You're maybe the funniest person I've ever met. I appreciate and, that um, a lot. Likewise, except for every comedian I've ever met. No. Right. <laughs> no, no that's, that's fair. <laughs> no, but then, sorry, it's just it's a neat thing. But you're funny in a more meaningful way because I know you. Yeah. And. Um, no, I know the, I get, I get that. I exploit that a lot. I mean, I remember, yeah, I remember like living on campus and you just coming over to watch like a stupid movie or something. 
or like Hot Rod when we watch Hot Rod yeah, together. Yeah, I was just talking and to somebody about that. Stuff the other like day. that is also just very defining because when you have somebody that kind of gets that and they get why you think it's funny, it's huge. Yeah. So a big part of me, because you you've known me for long enough to where you've seen me be really shy and reserved, very uptight and kind of more stressed out when I was in college, and now I'm sure I'm very different because I'm just like I've stopped. Caring. Yeah, well, that's uh, probably the marijuana. Too. Yeah, it's all a lot of the weed. weed. <laughs> but <laughs> smoke weed every day. Mm-hmm. Sweat. Sweat. <laughs> Sweat drop. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, I think these are all perfect, and I don't know why sweat isn't like a like a pot thing. Yeah, we haven't we haven't made it one. You know that's I'm the problem. Sure pot... I think we need to break into marijuana so we can get sweat going. Yeah, we gotta let's just move the um, sweat into the oldies. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if sweat shop was a little bit too. <laughs> it's like any joke involving the word sweat shop. Um, yeah, but it's it's amazing to me that I ah because I see people like people in my office or people I meet in different aspects of my life where they have that thing in them or they have things they want to get permission to do like be creative or be funny or just like be their themselves their selves be their selves more be themselves more be and, be yourself yeah yeah that was a and and you you're one of the main reasons I feel okay doing that because I've always been this person but in middle school high school college like I didn't feel like I was allowed to because I had yeah. to be a good student or like too nice of a person or too like, like now and I mean this in a great way. I will call somebody an asshole if they're being an asshole. Yeah. Cause like I'm more confident that I can say that, you know yeah, what I mean? You're, you're more trustworthy in your own, like, yeah, yeah. That's a problem. I, I still, I still struggle with like, is this person an asshole or is it that I'm the asshole? Like, yeah, have yeah. I done something, you know, and I weigh that back and forth a lot. Like, is it, you know, or my, how do my needs balance against the needs of, you know, this other person? And um, it's like as I get older and I have more experiences, I have more things that can piss me off. Yeah. And I wonder if I'm just yielding to them or if it's genuinely. I'm 25. A lot of things can annoy me now. Yeah. A lot of and people I mean, can annoy me. I yeah. think that happens as you get older. You just find out, oh, this is, yeah. I'm tired of putting up with this. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's just getting older. Like, I think the faster you accept that you're never, go- you're not going to be like, young and cool and in the know Mm -hmm. eventually the stuff that is cool is going to annoy you like the sooner you deal with that and get over it Mm -hmm. like the better just you know like what you want to like and yeah what i think the this is i don't know the point you were making at all but uh i feel like telling this story oh yeah go ahead um when i went to comic-con a few years ago in san diego and um i may have told you this story before but uh outside of the realm of podcasting Mm. But uh, we were in. We were going to see a uh, panel on regular show, which is a Cartoon Network cartoon that that I really like. Uh, and my friend introduced it to me actually at this panel. Mm-hmm. It was really just like we were going to hang out with our friend at this panel because um, she was really into it. And um, yeah, so uh, we were waiting. And part of the thing, like at Comic Con, and people complain about it, but you can also kind of exploit it as they don't empty out the. The, conv- the the rooms after the panels are over. Mm-hmm. So if there's a panel you want to see at, you know, 3 o'clock, you can come to the panel at noon and just sit there for three hours and wait for the one you want to start. Right. And so it's kind of a pain in the neck because it's like, well, there are people that probably really want to see these panels and they're not being able to because you're sitting in there. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, there's a logistics thing. It's I've exploited it before myself, so... But yeah, so we were sitting in this panel before the regular show panel, and it was for a show called The Annoying Orange <laughs> Show, I guess, or something like yeah. that. And it's a big like a YouTube thing that is like an orange with a face, like a human face, like this weird, I don't know what the technology is, uh-huh. but like it's got, you know, it's a person talking, and then they superimpose that. that face that. on them. Yeah. yeah. And, um, no nose, right? Just like eyes and a yeah, mouth. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. And they showed like a clip from the show and it was just awful. <laughs> like it wasn't funny. Uh-huh. It wasn't clever. It wasn't interesting. The characters weren't, you know, something I'd be interested in watching. And it was just so dumb. I was like, how is this, how is this popular? But like, you know, when they started the Q and A section, there were just, the line was, you know, out the door with people getting up to ask questions, kids mostly getting up to ask questions. And it was really the first time in my life I've been like, I don't get the youth. Yeah, I am, yeah. there is an age gap. Like, 
I can see, you know, maybe I don't watch these cartoons, but I can see the value in them. And this I could just see no value in. And it's still kind of like, but I still have to accept it. Like their opinion is valid. They're just as welcome to enjoy these things as I am to enjoy, you know, anything else. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of a sobering moment for me. Like, oh, I'm getting old. Yeah. Uh, and But I think, I think if you can come to terms with that, like recognize that that's going to happen and come to terms with it, you can be a lot happier in your, in your older years. Yeah, I think um, being comfortable being alone is kind of the key to everything. And not in a depressing way, but you have to really be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And then when you meet other people, they'll sense that and they'll want to be around you more because they know you have your own thing going on. I used to really need, when I first met you, I really needed other people. So I really needed our friendship. And I remember I would get disappointed a lot if it didn't seem like you were meeting me halfway, which you don't know. Like, there's no oh. reason you would know that. I did that with all my friends because I really didn't like myself. <laughs> so I couldn't deal with just being alone in my dorm room. I had to just have somebody to bounce off of to keep giving me validation. Like, I'm worth something and I'm worth something. It was just a, a form of depression or whatever it was. Uh, so I remember for a while our friendship was like, why isn't James hanging out with me more? But why can't I bring myself to call him more? Because I should be more confident in him wanting to hang out with me. And I feel like we just spent a lot of time actually not hanging out in the yeah. same place, but here's, we kind of wanted to. Here's a fun, yeah, here's yeah. a fun fact. Exact same thing on this side. Like there yeah. was a, there was a very, there was a period of time where I was like, I hadn't seen you in like months or, you yeah, know, yeah. and it was just. It was like, I, you know, I don't know why he doesn't, you know. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I don't yeah. know why I didn't pick up the phone. But yeah. at the same time, it was like, you know, I I should have, like, if I wanted to hang out with him. But it was like, oh, we went and did this thing and, you know, nobody called me. And yeah, like, today, um, just, I'll just disclose this on the podcast. Like, I'm trying to make plans with somebody. Yeah. Um, somebody. Might be a date, might not be a date. These uh -huh. things don't matter to me anymore, but, like, not in a bad way. Like, yeah. you can't, these things can't be life or death. Or like if brunch didn't work out today, yeah. Or suddenly you couldn't see me when you were in town, like three or four years ago, that would have devastated me. But now I understand what you're doing is the same thing I'm doing, which is like you just have to keep going with like your life, yeah. And be confident that people do like you and they do want to see you, even if they can't at that moment, right? And yeah, yeah kind of having to like give people the benefit of the doubt, like yeah. even if you don't know the reason that they're not like yeah. approaching you, that there's it's not because they hate you. Yeah, bringing uh -huh. that into dating specifically, that used to like really crush me. Yeah. Because you think oh, it's yeah. something about you and you think it's personal. Or like, especially if it's a, like, not even a girl you're dating yet, just like a girl that you like yeah. and you're trying to figure her out. And it's like, oh, she went and did this thing on Saturday and didn't call me. And she volunteered cleaning up at the creek and is too tired to go to Chipotle with me now. Yeah. Why isn't she going to Chipotle? <laughs> That's like an actual thing I thought years ago. Like, that was a thought I had. It's like, this must mean something. Other than she's really tired yeah, <laughs> and just... she just can't do it right now because my life wasn't full of things that I was doing for me. It was all like living for other people yeah. and I was miserable. And, um, but it's cool that I met you at that time and I, I pushed through that time. I'm a different person now and we can still, yeah, the friendship like that we had is still intact. Our, you know? our friendship was very valuable to me at the time and still yeah, is. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Um, I didn't make that <laughs> now sound I like, don't, I don't now know. I could give a shit, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, no, yeah, it, it's... It's so important. Like, and some people that don't does, have there that. There are some really, yeah. Um, yeah. So even though we're not in the same city, it's like, I like letting you know that you do have that option to just like call or. Yeah. I've been I'm, trying to be better about that I too. I know we, like, we did it a little bit. I remember like I called you after work one day, like just because, or I called you, it was yeah. like, let's talk on the phone. But talking on the phone by nature is, is kind of a weird thing. Yeah. So that, and, and now we're trying to set up the Skype thing, which will happen but you know like obviously you understand if i have to schedule it in a very specific way and then maybe have to cancel it maybe it's yeah, not anything to do with just part of being an adult yeah. you got to be able to roll with the punches and recognize that it's not all about you i yeah. guess that's the other thing is like i've been hearing more and more stuff that like people who are self-deprecating are really mm -hmm. like just self-obsessed yeah and like yeah that's actually probably true about me like i'm probably a little more self-interested than i than i let on or than i should be and mm -hmm. uh you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to avoid those kind of pitfalls as I get older. Yeah. I think my thing is I've had to learn to not need people just to appreciate them and yeah. to appreciate myself. Yeah. Um, 
because even if you you have good friends, I'm sure you have this experience, you have good friends that you see once every six months. Yeah. And that is literally how that friendship is. And they're one of your best friends. That's just literally the only time you can exactly. see them. And I used to think that, well, that means you're not good friends. It's not true. It's, yeah. And it's good that your friends have stuff going on. Like the fact that you picked up and moved and you know what you want to do for your career and you have those things. If you didn't have those things and you really just needed this friendship, it would be like, you need to not need this friendship as much. But it's good that when we do cross paths, and all this is not gonna be on the podcast, this weird hand <laughs> motion. Um, it's yeah. meaningful. Like it's like this weekend hanging out, we'll get and this podcast, which I'll listen to every night before I go to bed <laughs> and cry. Like it'll it gets you through a lot of stuff. Um, and if you make it mean something. Like when I just went to LA and I saw Kim, obviously she lives in LA, I can't just go there all the time. But when I went there I had to be in the moment. And not already regretting it. Like when we would hang out in college a lot, I would already regret us not being able to do that later. Oh, such a, I see. Like an unproductive way of. Um, and obviously, we had a lot of friends at that time who I haven't kept in touch with because of different right. things that happened. Yeah, there seems like there's a lot of. There's a whole group of friends I just like yeah. don't talk well, to anymore. This is like another thing. Like I tried. Like a lot of the film committee people that were younger than us that you were still in film committee after. For those of you who don't know, Nick and I met in a UT organization mm -hmm. called Film Committee that showed movies to students for free. Yeah, I did, yeah. I didn't it was that. a big part of it was a big part of my life for for four years, mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, three years, and even senior year, I guess it got kind of busy and ended up dropping out of it. But um, and it made sense. Yes, yeah. once we found out there's a movie theater on campus, obviously it's a place we would both go. Yeah, to exactly, see free exactly. Movie there's no um, doubt about it. free movies. I'm mm -hmm. I'm there. Uh, and the opportunity to get up in front of a um, yes, a yeah. crowd of people and hear my own voice for like 15 to 20 minutes before every movie was just what I needed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like after after I graduated, I, I went to, when I was at grad school, I also went to UT for grad school. Um, I got invited by some of the younger people to a party where a bunch of like the film committee people were going to be. And some of them I knew and some of them I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it just, I went there and it was very weird. I felt like the old, like I'm, I'm the old guy here yeah. who's talking about the way things used to be and like, Oh, you know, you kids look like you're, you're doing okay. And mm -hmm. none of them were really interested in like, it seemed like in actually talking to me or, you know, maintaining any kind of relationship there. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a little disappointing, I guess. But at the same time, it's just like, that's part of growing up. You kind of move on and sometimes you lose touch with people and that's okay. It's also, you're, um, you're a very smart, ambitious person. So you prioritize certain things that like I should have been prioritizing the whole time I was in college and I'm doing it now, but I wish I could have pulled back from some of those friendships and said, I need to figure out my own situation so I can be better in these friendships. But because I needed the friendship so much, I invested in them in this crazy way and burned a lot of those bridges. And yeah. I feel okay saying that. It's just a lot of those people, if I tried to contact them, they wouldn't talk to me. And yeah. I understand because too many things happened. Yeah. Well, so I mean, at luckily, the same time, with enough time passed, you mm -hmm. know, maybe there, you know, those, those. Maybe, yeah. Things will be forgiven or forgotten. And, you know, I mean, he's, like yeah. you said, you're a different person. I'm a different person. And, yeah. But luckily, um, I think because we were always a little bit disconnected in terms of actually spending days and weeks together. Yeah. It was good. Because yeah. when I, again, when I crossed paths with you, it was like I had already dealt with a lot of that stuff. And I could be better in this friendship. And obviously, when you bond over things like you laugh at the same stuff. And it's nice to know nice people because I have a lot of friends that I consider good friends, but I know they're not as nice as somebody like, like uh, yeah. you. Yeah, well, uh, I, I appreciate that. And you deal with it like they, they just don't get back to you as effectively, like with texts and emails and calls. They show up late every time you hang out, and they never really like you. You you apologize for things not in an overly apologetic way, which I've always really liked. This is just like complimenting you yeah, nonstop. Thank you. Yeah, this is a real confidence booster. But most people are. Are you trying to make me need this friendship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the end of this, you will like need to stay, just stay, and oh my God. go back. Yeah. I'm a terrible person, and I yeah. need Nick to validate me at all times. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy you came here. This, this apartment's great, but it's so far north from everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad we got to do it too. I was a little worried this morning when, yeah. uh, when we were kind of getting ready for brunch, and I was like, oh, I gotta go see this person and this person yeah, yeah, yeah. still. And yeah. I was really, yeah. Yeah, and I again, was, when you need to wind it down, let me know. Like yeah, it's, what yeah. Time? it's about... We've got for like 30 uh, minutes, so... The, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to totally steal a bit from Comedy Bang yeah, Bang. Yeah. It's it's 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. It's sunny outside. The that's the 
the weather report. Yeah, whenever you're listening, whenever wherever you're listening to this, this is what it was right now. Mm-hmm. The idea of doing a weather update on a podcast is just really funny. Oh, tar- yeah. okay. So talking about growing up, um, do you ever go back and watch movies from like that you loved in high school, and then like watch them again, and you're kind of like these are these are not as like mind blowing as yes. I thought they were. A lot of movies I watched in high school were the Oscar winner type movies because uh-huh. I decided I was in the film and I used to watch all the critically acclaimed stuff. Yeah. And some of it now I can look back and say like, I just don't like this movie very much. I don't need to like this movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. I remember telling myself like, no, but you like it though. You do like it. You, you should like it if you're going to be into films and you don't really have to like anything or say yeah. anything. <laughs> I, I kind of come to accept that too. Like shows yeah. that other people are really fond of, like Breaking Bad was a really big one. You just can't do it. Yeah, I just couldn't yeah. get in. I just didn't get into it. It was too stressful for me to watch and enjoy, find, you know, find any enjoyment in. And that's something I'm finding is I, I'm probably like getting older and I keep bringing that up. Like I'm some kind of, you know, 40 year old man. But yeah. it's just like I, I like stuff that is fun and relaxes me. And that's why I like shows like Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine because the comedy, I, first of all, it's a comedy. I like, I like, I like to laugh. Um, but also it's like, it's about people being good to each other and people yes. being friends. There's a warmth yeah. to it. Oh, but so to, to my original point, yeah. do you remember, I think we've watched this movie before, Rocket Science. Yeah. I watched it again recently. Um, and it just didn't quite hit me the same way. It, like it's, it's still fun. I still liked uh-huh. it, but it didn't, it wasn't like quite so, you know, right in the chest. Yeah. Like it was, if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a good movie. It's worth a watch. The but. ultimate example of this for me, and it might be true for a lot of people is 500 days of summer, mm-hmm. which is a movie I saw and I thought it defined my perspective on relationships. Mm-hmm. And now I think those characters are just grating and immature and annoying. Yes. And, um, I can appreciate the movie for how it's made, like watching these two people, but I don't relate to it in any way. Like they annoy me. When I first watched it, I thought, this is what love is like. And I'm like, no, just, you guys need to like figure some stuff out and it shouldn't take this many days. It shouldn't take 500 days. And the way that she isn't, it has nothing to do with the actress, Zoe Deschanel or the actor, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the way that they are, their ideas of what people think they should be like in relationships. And I think it's wrong to promote those kinds of like, we're too cool for school, but we're also super awkward and none of it's really humble or sincere. Yeah. Sincerity. Yeah. Yeah. But I see other relationship movies now that are like really, let me see if I can think of it. Like, like watching Blue Valentine, really depressing, but like I can get to those people more easily, even though I'm not even like those people. Right. I can understand because the emotions are coming from a real place. Yeah, they're more real. Like there's a forced quirk in some, like in 500 Days of Summer that it's not how real life is. And you see people, especially in Austin, you see people trying to live their lives that way to put that kind of quirk into their lives. Yeah. And it's very alienating to somebody like me who's just real trying to be real <laughs> yeah this, we're here to be real and it's really simple things like i know kumail nanjiani makes this joke about like he a lot of people make this joke about when you don't want to talk to somebody so you just lock and unlock your phone or you pull your phone out because i'm this is going to be like a really weird pretentious thing because people have heard that joke so often we feel okay just doing it <laughs> you know what i mean like, like and it's, it's fucking, oh, well I'm, i can swear whatever <laughs> dropped an f-bomb it's 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 annoying because in Austin, I just noticed this too many times. There's like a fake kind of cool that people are so worried that they, they won't embody. Yeah. And you can see them. Like, I wish the podcast were like, you see them like putting their hands in their pockets and looking around like, am I still cool? Am I, do I have it? Do I have it? Especially during South by and AFF and Moon Tower. And I have this ability that I'm really grateful for to just stand there and not care what anybody is thinking. Like I will look people right in the eye. I will talk to them. And back to the 500 Days of Summer, nobody in that movie is, like, a real person. Yeah. Except, like, the guy who runs the greeting card company. <laughs> that guy. Like, yeah. that guy is funny because he's, like, a real person with, like, real problems I can I can get into. And with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, I could get into the idea of just being head over heels for somebody based on very little. And I'm not saying I've grown out of that. That may happen to me later on in my life. But it's the way he deals with it that's, I don't know, going to all of his friends... And basing everything he does off of, like, just their advice and not having any sense of, not, like, not to sound sexist or whatever, not, like, being a man about it. You yeah. know, like, not having his own identity. Um, right. And I don't want to phrase it like being a man because I the same mentality applies to women in terms of just, like, knowing yourself. And she knows how, like, wanted she is and she's, like, flaunting it for so much of that 
thing and she's acting like um that's why people say summer's a bitch because they think like she was just leading him on or something but there are girls and guys who in real life when they see enough of that stuff they feel like oh i can just be very aloof and very cool and wear my cool clothes listen to my cool music and there's so many layers of fake on top of just like looking yeah. somebody and decide looking at somebody and actually deciding if you like them. So my favorite scene is actually with Chloe Moretz playing the little sister where she says, just cause some girl is pretty and likes all the same stuff you do. It doesn't mean that you're in love with her. It's like that, that yeah. was a very real like thought, but the rest of the movie does not really stick to that anyway. But that's sorry, long winded thing. No, no, no. Like, that's... And I'm sure if I watch rocket science, I will feel like I've kind of outgrown it in a yeah, way. Yeah. Like, I think I, that's the, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. The other one I think is garden state, oh, which is sure. kind of ah. falls in the same category as 500 days of summer. Like yeah. watching that in high school and being like, this is, you know, so much. And I like, I'm still probably when I have kids, I'm going to show them these movies when they're teenagers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, these movies meant something and they made me yes. feel something yeah. and there's value in that. And just cause I've outgrown it now doesn't mean that there's, yeah. that it wasn't, that it wasn't a good movie or that it didn't mean something. Now, maybe if it's like you said with 500 days of summer and it's promoting this kind of skewed way the world works or these unrealistic characteristics about people and how they should act, then maybe that's, uh, to borrow a term problematic. Um, I mean, but do you notice how, uh, by the way, yeah, you show somebody Garden State at 16, it can impact them in like a huge way. Yeah. Like that's what happened to me. Um, but do you feel like it shapes expectations though? Like for how people should even, even yeah, like that's the, true. the music you should listen to, the stuff, way you should dress, the, I don't know. But if I was yeah. this summer, I feel like it's dangerous because it shapes people's expectations about love and relationships and then they can get into some like really miserable situations if they see enough like media that's that yeah, because i that's just true i know it's not real because the relationships i've been in that are good are so far removed from all that like stuff i just right. hope people the youth <laughs> of today i hope they know how to cut through all of the bullshit and like have a real emotion yeah like, that's well, what guess, i'm afraid we're losing i guess that's rocket science was the way i picked that as the first example just because it's like it's still it's still real and it's still feels good and isn't like you know full of itself or yeah. shit yeah um you know it's it's yeah yeah it's something that i would be comfortable with my kids seeing and being yeah like, this yeah. is i don't have any kids um <laughs> yeah disclo- disclaimer um yeah so that's that's kind of the stuff that's been running through my mind yeah i've thought a lot about what i did from let's say like 15 to 21 Versus what I did from like 22 onward after I graduated from college. Yeah. I just started a whole new life after I graduated from college. And like, this is the beginning of that. Like I'm still in the beginning part of that. And for me, it's because I didn't, again, I didn't let myself really live. Yeah. Until I, I mean, was done with school yeah. and all that, all that stuff you have to do, you finish it. And then you're like, what do I actually want my life to be? So yeah, I'm really happy that you are, whatever decisions you make, like you're figuring out what you want your life to be. It's scary that you have to shape it. Like, yeah. if you don't do anything, you're just, you're not going to get Nothing anything. Happens. Like, yeah. if you don't find a place to live and find a job and find friends or whatever, you will just end up sitting alone. <laughs> and yeah, like, you know? that's, that's kind of terrifying in that yeah. respect because it's really easy to just kind of fall into that. Yeah, so you're yeah. trying, which I think is admirable. Like, you, stress, you, you should have stuff to be stressed out about, and you should, have, you should not have time to see your friends all the time. And, yeah. Because you're better when you do. Like, when we went and hung out today, that's, like, the best. If yeah. I could do that, like, once a month with a group yeah. of people I just, really like. Yeah, once a need. month is a perfect amount of yeah. time to, like, hey, let's all get together and hang out and talk and see, you know, how are you guys doing? And Yeah. And the the, the lucky thing about our group of friends, like, most of the group of friends that we've circulated in, it's, it's people who are funny and they're open to jokes and, like, laughing and stuff. And it's not just because... I've been hanging out, you know, with people from work because you have to. Yeah. And you notice like, oh man, not everybody is like this. I've been really lucky and most people, I could have not met anybody who's like yeah. funny in that way. Well, and that's, so. that's why like this is, it's insane that I got put in this office with this other guy that I, like the only yeah. friend I've made really up there is my office mate, Eric. Mm-hmm. And like. It just, it could not have worked out better. Like, I mean, we kind of, we, you know, we have the same sense of humor. We enjoy the same kinds of music. You know, we, we have sort of similar values and stuff. And it's just, it's really, it's really, fortunately that kind of fell into my lap. But it's really gratifying to meet somebody else like that, that you just connect with. And so that's, yeah. you know, that's our friendship too. Yeah. Like we have, we have those connections, but like, you know, not just, 
I've met people before who are like, oh, yeah, man, I love Comedy Bang Bang. Also, I'm a total dick. Yeah. Um, it's not just like, hey, we like the same things. And we it's don't, like, there are a lot of things that we don't, we don't like a lot of the same yeah. things in another way, too. And I mean, that's true with me and uh, my girlfriend, Winona, Winona as yeah. well. Uh, I say that for the audience, and I, I know you know who Winona is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it just, we don't enjoy the same things all mm. the time, but the value, the, the core values that we share are what are the most important, and also Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, we both love Jurassic Park. If we didn't so. like Jurassic Park, I would not be able to be friends with you. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. First movie I'm showing my kids is Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> babies. Yeah. They're just, they're going to be tiny babies, and... Uh, and you're gonna show them. <laughs> gonna show those tiny. We babies. actually we've had that conversation right. a lot, me and Winona. Like what? Because uh-huh. because I'm super excited about having kids, so I can share. Oh, yeah. I'm just like explaining Star that. Wars. Yeah, all the all the all the best things mm-hmm. from like life and getting to share that with another human being and have sculpt them through the experiences that you share um, with them. Muppets. Peanuts, yeah. comics, like I know the things I'm going to, you know, because yeah. like, I'm, well, I'm still connected with my inner child in that yeah. way. So like those things are right there at the forefront of my brain. And I'm really yeah. excited. Not that I want to like have kids right away, but it's like, I'm ready to, to like, I know what you mean. I understand. The, the question though is when do you show them certain things? Yeah. Like I want to show my kids Jurassic Park. Winona said she saw it when she was like five and it terrified Me her. Me too. I saw it when I was really young. Yeah. I don't even think I saw it in the theaters mm-hmm. uh, when it first came out. So I was really excited when they re-released it a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, or I really love John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Like it is such a, it is such a, it's not, it, it transcends the horror genre for me, like as in terms of like a good filmmaking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I'm probably exaggerating that. But yeah, the but yeah, I really like that movie. But it's like, how old do my kids need to be before I can show this to them? Yeah. Uh, because again, Winona's dad showed it to her when she was like eight. Yeah, I mean, I told you this story before, but I saw it when I was around that age at a drive-in theater when it was there was thunder in the like and I saw it the was, background in life. There was thunder, <laughs> and my dad told me that the, those oh yeah those are dinosaurs stampeding towards wow. us because he was like that's funny. Yeah, and in oh, a way, yeah. I'm like, that's hilarious. But Screwing I was a with small your kids child. Now. Yeah, so the whole movie, I'm just like, well, why aren't we leaving? Because <laughs> look at what they're like. Us. We're seeing examples of it on the screen. Yeah, and they're coming. Um, so yeah, it's I get you have to kind of space those things out appropriately. Yeah, I do worry about just me having kids in the sense of humans are just put in charge of other humans. And yeah. Like you could do a lot of stuff to them, you can like influence them in like terrible ways and not even realize it. Yeah. Or it could be great. Like I, I sometimes think it's really arrogant. My parents are really lucky that my brother and I are who we are, <laughs> but I mean, they probably feel yeah. that way. Like when yeah. they sent us to school and we just oh, kept yeah. getting like amazing grades and stuff, they must've been like, whew, good call on us like raising could be them so much worse yeah. yeah or we could have been really rebellious or like i've never had any inclinations to really drink or do drugs like you don't know like the second you have a kid that's like 13 or 14 years old and they like don't always come home right away how yeah, do you they could deal be out with there i don't even know smack and i wonder if i'm gonna be one of those dads who's like lovable but super protective like really not keeping my kids from doing things but how do you just let your kids like i know go well and i mean that's that's that kind of the thing I've heard is mm-hmm. you can't know that. And yeah. eventually you're going to have to let them go out into the world, you know, let you out into the world. Closing time. Hmm. One last call. It's what, it's a song. Finish your um, whiskey or beer. Yeah. Kids. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man. It was really great. So, so I've been hanging out a lot with, um, my friend here in town, Sarah, she's been laying yeah. out crash at her place and her dad was in town for South by Southwest. Like, he's here to have fun and party party. and drink and um he's a really cool guy but yeah there was we were at a show with him and and sarah last night and we were all you know they were they were drinking and uh and sarah was like uh, oh man i think i drank too much and her dad was like no no you were doing great honey i'm a terrible father <laughs> like he paused or he paused after he said it and he's like hilarious. i'm a terrible father that's really funny but yeah yeah, it that's uh so that's fatherhood. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just <laughs> I think you just have to instill in your children important values, you know, trust and safety and friendship and 
I just, just hope that they can do the, you know, hope that they do the best. My thing is I don't ever want to shelter my kids. I yeah. want to tell them how stuff actually is without right. shocking them so that they Santa will make Claus mature decisions. And yeah. I, and I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause my parents kind of did that with me. Like I knew how the world worked from a pretty young age. Cause they decided to like tell me certain things. Like some people are prostitutes. <laughs> I led you into that one perfectly. Some people. <laughs> um, look at Jodie Foster in this movie, Taxi Driver. Uh, you're eight. <laughs> you're the same age, huh? Yeah, that huh? Travis, right? He's cool. He's real cool. T-Bix. <laughs> no, but like they decided to, because where I grew up, we didn't have a lot of money. And like I saw some things that were like, you have to explain this to me yeah. right now, because I don't know. But if I were sheltered at all, I might have had. I might have been so curious about certain things that I would have rebelled. Like I never had a reason to. Yeah. I've, I've always been pretty calm and like, when people say I'm like a nice person, I'm like it's all my parents. Like it's all <laughs> them. It's, it's all. A fa- it's all a facade. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everything that we do, you can't deny. It. It's like your parents literally have you when you can't walk or speak a language of any kind. Yeah. Everything you learn is like. So that's why I was thinking uh, too about people that don't really have parents or they don't have that influence. Like I was so lucky. Like that's my other thing is I'm going to not shelter them and I'm going to be present. Like just yeah. be, really be there because yeah. they need to know. Because I've always known that my parents were going to be there for me, and that's like a thing that they consciously made true. Be there um, and be like yeah, be active in their lives. That's yeah. I mean, what else can you do? Man, and then and then sometimes you just gotta flip the coin. Sometimes you just gotta let them go and. Uh, they might get pregnant or, you know, get into drugs or something. and Or both. Or both, yeah. Get into pregnant drugs. Get into- Start taking prenatal vitamins. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> get into pregnant drugs. Um, yeah. You gotta go? Yeah, I okay. probably need to wrap it okay. up. Okay, well... On that, we talked. We talked enough about fatherhood. That's what that was yeah. the main goal. This has been um, like this has been old cast. Like just yeah. talking about getting older. I'm and... tired. We might have kids <laughs> soon. I can't meet people. My bowels don't work the way I want them to anymore. Duke versus Virginia. Dude, I just yeah. want to get that. I just want to get that recorded. Yeah, we were watching. We were watching a, <laughs> a basketball game. basketball game during March Madness. Which I'd already made like a terrible March Madness joke that was did not work out the way I wanted it to about Cthulhu, um, <laughs> but yeah, then then I like at one point we were watching kind of all just watching the game and I go this could also be like an argument between like an older married couple Duke versus Virginia, three <laughs> D yeah in three D cool well um, thanks yeah. so much thank you I can't this say has been, I'm I sincerely honored that you would have me yeah uh, and and that I would get to be a part of your fiftieth podcast congratulations and here's to 50 more at least. 50 more years. 50 more years. Um, okay, 54 yeah. more years. But we'll do this again for sure. Yeah, and definitely. We'll figure out our, where our lives are going. And uh, thank you, yeah. everybody, for listening. And James is the best. Bye. And, uh, see you later. Bye.